You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show Jerry. All right, they call it Hump Day. That means me and Al are here. Well, not because it's Hump Day, but because we're it's Wednesday. And, uh, or you could go that way, too. Oh, right. You know, I know Rick DiPietro is called uh, the Humpster or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure Humpy or Humpty or The Humpty something. Dance. Yeah, I don't know. I know the former Islander goalie. But, uh, you know, during the show this morning, I played the clip in the 6 o'clock hour of Von Miller, the clip that ABC aired and put a package together of him having trouble keeping his gas in his ass, basically. And he did it with this beautiful dancer who's finding him every time he does this. And curses, by the way, too. And I honestly don't understand. I don't know. And I know what Craig said. Oh, who cares that she's attractive? I would care. Yeah, he's, Like, wouldn't you care? Yeah, he's uh, pract- He's on Dancing with the Stars with this gal. And they do, they do a lot of intense practicing for that. Hours and hours a day for the full week. And he uh, can't keep his farts in, which I imagine also goes on at like yoga class, because well, they I've say se- that like, I've seen it and in, in workout classes, and it's embarrassing. Yeah, because that ha- I-, I will have problems sometimes when I'm at the gym, really, and I'm lifting and things, and uh, <laughs> even though they don't make noises, their stuff seeps out sometimes, and it is kind of disgusting. But like you're straining. And if you strain to hold it in while you're also straining, pushing weights, that's bad too. Now, I'll be honest. I have never had that happen to me, but I have seen it happen right. one particular time at kickboxing class where <laughs> we, were, we weren't we were sparring per se, hitting more mitts and pads and stuff like that. And the one guy, as he loaded up with the right leg, just let loose. And the guy who was holding the pads started to laugh and hunched over, and he got kicked in the side of the shoulder and must have got kicked four feet to the right. <laughs> I think it's very common in yoga class, which is even harder than kickboxing. Because of because, all the stretching? Yeah, and it's, and it's quiet in there, and everyone's close. You know, you ever see those yoga classes? Everyone's right on top of each other, practically. I haven't, actually. Oh, and it looks like, you know, if you fart in that class, that's disgusting. Here's my, here's my image of yoga class. Hot women bend over in front of you. Right? I mean, that's what you, in these tight pants. You know, my vision, uh, unfortunately, I think differently. My vision of yoga class is people sweating, smelling like garlic and B.O. <laughs> and passing gas because they can't hold it in during the stretches. Sounds like a normal gym, by the way. Uh, yeah. Also, I also wondered that I've never was a big fart guy. Like guys growing up, teenagers, men, grown men uh, are hosts here in the morning during commercial breaks. They love fart jokes and uh, farting in front of each other and they do yes i've never been like a hilarious fart guy like i've never found farts hilarious i just don't like the idea of i don't like the smell i don't it's, I, disgusting. it's so disgusting i don't want any but guys love farts there's always someone in a class that loves doing it 
loves laughing about it and loves making people laugh with it. Yeah. And then the other thing, like, like it is embarrassing for the most part for people to fart in front of other people. But for some reason, burping, like we work with a guy in the Bob office. Is, Bob. Bob is unbelievable at the burping. He burps all morning <laughs> long, like, like deep guttural burps. And if you're near someone who burps, burps smell too because oh, it's coming from the... From the uh, acid of your stomach, and oh, it's disgusting. What do you think his ride home is like? Just nothing but burps, <laughs> smelling his own burps. That's gross. Yeah. But we've really gotten off the rails here quickly. I, I burped in front of my girlfriend the other day. Uh, I tried. Well, I didn't burp on purpose. Uh, we. I'm trying to think what we were, what I was eating, and uh, I did it like. Oh, I know this is disgusting. Fish. No, I had an egg white omelet with sausage and peppers. All right. But the sausage burp. Like, I, I didn't go, Bleh. I went, I kind of, like, held it in, but I guess it seeped out of my nose, and she was like, oh, God, like, Oh, my God, that's stench. disgusting. Yeah, it's so disgusting. So burping is just as bad as farting. I think we should all just live alone. <laughs> Be left alone, yeah. live alone, do whatever the hell you want in the privacy of your own home. Right. And not worry about anything. My God. Jerry, the other thing we talked about today was Jim Nance. Yeah, I like this story because yeah. I'm with him on the burnt toast. Yeah, he told this. Hey, Jim Nance told this story about uh, that he likes his toast burnt, and when he goes out for breakfast, they never bring it burnt enough. So now he carries in his wallet a laminated photo of burnt toast oh, the way he likes that's it. That's a little much. That is a little much. I love burnt toast. And usually if you tell the place, can you burn the toast, it's good enough. The whole idea, though, of showing them a picture... By the way, the one thing in that whole discussion that I don't know why Craig didn't want to focus on it, maybe he didn't hear it because he was so into the Nance portion of the story, was when Boomer said JB has his food cut for him a specific way. (laughs) How did Craig not jump all over that? You know what? I think it was brought up once before on the air, which is why Craig, I think, felt like we had already discussed that. So he was a kid in the candy store with the burnt toast picture. Yeah, he was so excited with the burnt toast. I laughed outside. I laughed in the newsroom. You know, I got the headsets on. No one knows what I'm listening to. I'm listening to the show, and I heard that, and I literally laughed out loud, and Dove Kramer looks over like, what joke did I just miss? And I started to tell him, like, oh, never mind, because you won't find it funny anyway. No sense of humor. Are but, you are you a well-done steak guy? I'm well-done in everything, yeah. Because sometimes restaurants and real chefs... I don't care if they get insulted. They get insulted. First of all, I don't eat steak more than once a year, maybe twice a year. And if you say well-done, they're like... And I went to... Oh, God, it's got to be... It's got to be five years ago now. Kim and I in Florida went to a nice steakhouse. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but I remember going there and asking. She ordered her steak medium well. I'm like, make it well done. And the waitress is like, I don't know if that's going to work. I'm like, why not? She goes, well, I'll put it in, but I don't know if he's going to cook it that way. I'm like, well, then I don't want it, and I'm going to send it back. So long story short, the chef came out and wanted to explain to me that we're burning away all the flavors of the steak. I said, when I'm finished throwing all the salt on it, there'll be plenty of flavor. Burn it. And he went overboard. Yeah, they don't. Oh, he see, gave me he, charcoal. He was teaching you a lesson. Which was, by the way, was fine. I was okay with it. Sometimes they'll say, they'll say, uh, can I get it well done? And they'll go, well, we'll butterfly it. Yeah. I they would, cut it in half I've and put it too. on the thing. Yes, I've And then they too. feel better about that. I'd prefer chard. Yeah. Uh, but I, everything. Toast. Waffles. I like eggs well done. Really? D- uh, burgers I want well done. If I see pink, I want to vomit. What about uh, the bottom of a pizza crust? Burn, burn it. Burn it. Love that. Then it's crispier. 
I bet when you toast marshmallows, you do the part where you get the whole marshmallow on fire. I don't like marshmallows. Oh, not a big I, marshmallow I don't. guy. No, I don't like marshmallows. Hmm. But anything, I, I prefer the food burnt. I want to make sure it's cooked. Right. That's why I have such a problem eating like seared tuna. It's right. not it's cooked. Raw in the it's middle. raw. Yeah. Uh, oh, no good. Well, uh, yeah. The only thing, uh, like when I cook chicken at home, I burn cook, that too. Yeah, because you're. I'm always afraid of like. Yeah, I keep hearing you could die if you eat raw chicken. I burn that too. Now, how do we figure out that chicken? You have to cook fully, or you die. Beef, you can just sear it and eat it I don't raw. Know. And pork, you'll also die if you cook right. it too. Uh, who were the scapegoats that realized which ones? Achoo. God bless you. Who were the Pardon scapegoats me. that realized? Well, can't eat that raw. Yeah. going to go like Johnny. Just sear that chicken for me. Right. It worked for Louie. Just sear me that pork chop and I'm I'll be good you, to go. Jerry, you're on Instagram now. Yeah, kind of. I am. Yes, I am. You are. You're on board with Instagram. Uh, I'm three days in. So uh, the Gronk just joined Instagram also. Yeah, so you, you weren't the latest person in. You and Gronk, I think, joined on the same day. That's right. Uh, We're tied at the hip. A couple different things that they're doing here with Instagram that have got, uh, well, one thing that got that has people up in arms, Jerry, and one thing that people like. So as of right now, your Instagram videos can only be 15 seconds. Oh, I didn't know that. They are upping that, though, to a, to one minute. Really? Yeah. Now, is there a limit on Twitter, too? Uh, Twitter, no, I think that the, no, I think the Twitter one is just based on the size of the attachment. Okay. So, so I don't know how minute, long it would be. When does that take effect? Uh, it's rolling out for some users now. So I guess it will get to everybody shortly. But the other thing Instagram is doing and Twitter is also doing this now. And Facebook is also doing this and I don't understand fully how it works, but basically what they're saying is your timeline, like all the people you follow on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, right? Facebook's been doing it a while. Uh, you're not seeing it in order that it's being posted. Why? You're seeing what they think you would like to see first. Well, who the hell are they? They're using some computer algorithms, and it's really throwing people off. So, like, on Twitter, if you want to see everything everyone is posting that you're following in order, you have to go into your settings and check the box really? that you want it back the old way. See, that is, I do need I that like back that. the old way because of the way we operate Right. Here. We use Twitter, and maybe that's our own fault that we do it, but it's really the only real-time news-breaking source there is now in this yes. day and age. I need that in real time. Yeah. I can't have an algorithm telling me that it's not all that important that Matt Harvey is getting skipped on Sunday if that was the case. Right. I think what they're doing, it's mainly, it may be being used where if you haven't been on Twitter for 10 hours. Okay. Let's say then you go on Twitter. What it's going to do is it's going to know that you're not going to go through ten hours of Twitter. So it's going to give you the things that you most. Oh, that's interesting. So if I'm like. on, so I've been on Twitter now since five a.m. this morning. So yeah. you're telling me that timeline is I, essentially probably straight through. I believe so. But when I slept from midnight to two thirty in the morning. Yeah. And was not on Twitter. Right. They're going to coordinate what they think was important. Yeah. They're going to sift through the BS for me. Yeah. And they, they were already doing it with the uh, while you were away yes. feature. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I and think what some they. Some stuff's omitted. Yeah. When I think what they were doing there is they were just send, sending you the tweets of people you most interact with. Interesting. Because you always get that, do you like this feature? Right. And I always click no. Right. And yet I keep getting it. Yeah. I've done a thing too where this may be me being a loser. But you can also set up on Twitter, like I do this for your account and for Boomer and Craig and a couple other people, my girlfriend, a couple other people I follow, where I get an alert every time you tweet. Really? My phone chimes. Wasn't that annoying? So I don't know. I mean, I don't tweet a lot. It's it's not if you tweet back at somebody. It's if you put out a tweet. 
or Boomer tweets or Craig tweets. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So if I was tweeting about Columbia last night like crazy, your phone would have been. I would have been. I almost it. did. I got a couple of them when you sent out pictures of uh, tall oh, basketball players. I did that last night. I think so. I didn't. Or maybe it was I did. two nights. Whatever. I know it was. I put the picture of Kavani Martin out. She was a sideline reporter for the CBS Sports Network. Just because I think it's cool for people to see. You know, as you're getting ready, you never see that camera guy. You just see right. the reporter. This way, it was kind of what she's looking at, and you know, you got you know fans five feet from her walking by. She's trying to do a live hit. I thought it was cool. I didn't realize that I actually did that. So yeah, I don't know how any of those reporters do those things. Those live hits are people are right there. I'd be so thrown off. I don't know how you get to that point where you can very do that. simply. And I can I can tell you this way: when we started doing games, yes, on the internet and whatever. But again, we have a very professional crew that does it. Saul Steinberg, who has worked at a lot of networks, he does it for us. So when we first started, we would do our stand up before the game, and you got and then after the game, doing interviews with the coach. People are literally three feet from you. And you're trying to interact with the coach, Kyle Smith in my case, blah, 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 blah. And I remember the first couple times I did it, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, people are yelling. Al, I don't even hear them anymore. I don't see them. I don't hear them. You're just all of a sudden, you get very used to it. It's kind of like what we do here. You know, if I told you to go put the mic on at WABC at 12.05 today, would you feel a little uncomfortable and weird? Yet you walk in here to do this podcast no different than you walking home to make a turkey sandwich. Right. Become very accustomed and used to it. Same thing with these people. They don't see everybody. That, it's like an athlete. You don't hear it after yeah, a while. Like, I didn't know, and I'd asked uh, both Kim Jones and Kevin Burkhart when I had them on my podcast, how they would do that in the crowd, like at the Yankee and sure, Met games. It sure. seems so distracting I to me. I think it is at first. I mean, did they, I mean, did yeah, they I say? Yeah, I think they said it was awkward at first, and then right. they get used to it. I mean, the, the worst thing for Kim, and I, know, I think you covered it on the podcast, is when the guy took the chicken bone. Uh, away pork from chop. Her, the pork chop out in of Minnesota. her hand or right or whatever in the basket hour she's yeah. doing the report and the guy just take it and start eating it <laughs> that's a little much that's kind of funny that one uh, it is funny i just said it's a little much yeah but i think for the most part you just get used to doing stuff that's all and jerry you took your wife and kids to this columbia game last night right sure did and you drove there i did yes that was a bad move if i were you I would have rented a bus for the family. That would have been really cool. From busrental.com, Jerry. I should have taken one of those party buses from busrental.com. Yes, because then you wouldn't have to worry about driving. You wouldn't have to worry about traffic. You wouldn't have to worry about where you were going to park. You wouldn't have to worry about how much parking costs. You just do it all at busrental.com, Jerry. And the best part is you don't even have to deal with a human. You just go right to their website. You punch in where you want to go. You punch in where you're getting picked up. And you get yourself a, uh, what do you call that? Um, an estimate. Yes. They'll give you an estimate of what instantly. that's going to cost instantly. Of yes, Jerry. Now, I know you don't like human interaction, and I, I get that. And I'm kind of on your side. Yeah. At the same time, though, sometimes you need customer service, and some places are really bad with it. Right. BusRental.com is not one of those places. They are very good with it because I'll give you a couple of things. A, great 24-7-800 number makes okay. it nice and easy. But B, which is I love this, live chat available on the website at busrental.com. You've got questions, you click the live chat, click here button, and they are there for you literally 10 hours a day from normal hours, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. You can talk to a human being without talking to a human yeah, being. It's I, perfect. Yeah, anytime there's a live chat on a website, I'm in for a live chat. The only one human interaction I would want is with my actual bus driver. I would agree with that. Yeah, because I would like to say, hey, how you doing? Things like that. And Jerry... BusRental.com. It's a U.S. Coachways company. Yep. Quality. I'm sure you've heard of them before. Everybody's heard of them. Quality buses, Jerry. So you don't have to drive anymore anywhere. I'm thinking of just 
everything that I do where, where I would normally drive, I'm thinking of going to busrental.com and just renting a bus. You can sell your car then. I got to go to Target later on today. Busrental.com. Probably go to take a bus. Of course, that would make that would look really egotistical on your part. What if I had a lot of things I was getting? Well, then that would be okay. That would make sense then. I'd go have a large bus. Awesome. Load up mm. the groceries. Yeah. Jerry, they have a wide variety of motor coaches, party buses, and limousines. They will accommodate your small groups, like your little family there, or an entire... Why is my family little? Well, because it's two uh, two adults, two children. That's right. a nice... Two cats. Well, the cats wouldn't get on the party bus. No, but bus. my family's not little. I mean, it's six people. Well, really. I mean, like if you had like a, you had eight children, that would be a large family. That would be family. a large family. Then That's you would definitely point. need the full bus. What would bus. you call uh, just a husband and wife kind of family? Uh, a that? couple. That's not a family? Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. It is a good question. You're Are now they one. a family? I would think a husband and wife is now a family. Yeah, I guess that counts as a family. I'm not sure, Because you though. wouldn't be able to say to someone, you have no family. You Your go, wife. Oh, yes, I have a wife. Yeah, someone cares She's about you. She's my family. Exactly right. Hmm. See all the things we actually discover and learn about ourselves by talking about busrental.com? Yes, that's a good job by us. Jerry, you can save 5% using the promo code CBS bus at busrental.com. Here's something that you're going to love, Jerry. Oh, good. I love this. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping it comes to New York City and New Jersey, too. Uh, The French Riviera is a very kind of bougie community over there. Where is that? I guess it's in France. (laughs) You know, I'm not a thousand percent. Like, if you said, are you a thousand percent sure of that? I I couldn't answer that. Really, you can't be any more than a hundred percent on anything. Uh, I would say say I'm 99% sure the French Riviera is in France, but I'm not sure. Well, it's got to be near France. It's got to be somewhere near there. Otherwise, it would just be the Riviera. Well, anyway, the police have set up, uh, you know, lots of places, even here in New York and New Jersey. uh, They have uh, cameras on the street, you know, security-type cameras. Well, over here in the French Riviera, they now have police monitoring these cameras, and when they see someone walking their dog and not picking up poop, they get right on the loudspeaker. They can talk to the people on the street, telling them to go back and pick up their dog poop. Uh, they've been berating people who don't know how to parallel park. That's awesome. And that park, like, not not a great parking job. That is job. tremendous. They just get on the loudspeaker and yell at them. I would but, love to have that here. By the way, I'm telling you, that is a reality show. Just yelling at people trying to park? Just watching people try to parallel park and how many times they hit the car in front and behind. So last night at the game, I didn't take busrental.com. I drove. And I don't go into the lot because it's much easier just to park right outside the door. It's so simple. So I had a parallel park in between a Porsche SUV nice. and a Mercedes behind me. And the guy in the Porsche, I think, had just parked because as I start to pull up next to him to reverse, he was about to get out and then he waited. Then he gets out and then he's watching me. And so I'm reversing and I was and I made sure and Kim she's like, You're getting a little too close. He's like watching you. I'm like, oh now we're gonna get real close. What do I care if I tap it? Whatever, what are you gonna do? Come punch me? So be it. So I got really close. He's looking and I just waved him off. And it was kind you of You waved fun. him off like yes, I got like, this. Get out of here, please. I mean, I he might have saw my New Jersey plates and thought I didn't know how to do it. But my point is watching people parallel park is hysterical. And these cops must have a blast watching morons not know how to do it. Bobby Dwyer, who we uh, mocked earlier in the show for burping a lot, he actually has a great parallel parking story. He was parking one morning at, uh, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. He said he said he got into a really tight spot. And at, when he got into, the, like, an inch on each side. Right, sure. And he didn't tap a guy or anything. He said a uh, cop pulled up next to him, and he thought he was in trouble, and the cop just said, we were watching you parallel park. Very impressive. See that? <laughs> 
Because, again, if the, if a cop doesn't have anywhere to go at 4 o'clock in the morning and he sees that, yeah. they're going to watch that right. for comic relief. Yeah, like I, you're right. I would watch that if I could find that on the internet. Absolutely. Or how about on just like a TV show? How about on True TV? Yeah. Uh, A&E had a, had a TV show called Parking Wars. Parking Wars, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I used to that. like that. It was uh, parking tickets in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, towing I saw a cars couple of them. I didn't like it. No? I didn't because... I don't know. I felt like some of it was made up a little. I, don't, I just didn't feel like it was real. The, the people were, um, they would um, react to, like, kind of comically. Yeah, and the problem and is over-react. when you've got cameras in your face, you're not going to act real. That's why my idea would be you take a camera around New York City, and anytime you see someone about to parallel park, you just kind of lay back in the weeds, and you shoot it from 50 or 60 feet away so they don't even know you're shooting it. You block out their license plate so you can't, no one knows who you are. Your face, you get blurred out, and it's fair game. And you put some sort of, I mean, because you could talk, oh, look at this moron. Oh, and you can see them smashing into the cars behind. Or the best one is when they can't even figure out how to cut the wheel properly. And they're literally back and back and forth, you know, In next the to the spot. one. And they keep, right, they're not, do, they're not improving <laughs> their situation at all. It's like, what are you do? You want to get in the car for them and help them. I would have zero ability to parallel park here in New York City if I didn't have the backup camera on my car. I would well, not see, be I able to do it. I don't have one of those. I could not do it. But you did it, though. You But see, that's where you don't but give I would, yourself enough credit. I did do it, but when I would get out of the car, I'd have like three feet behind me where I thought I was right on the guy's bumper. All right, fair enough, but you still did it. Yes, you did. and maybe you walked away from spots. I mean, we drove in a lot together. There were some spots I got into that I even impressed myself. I think right. in the, if the situation presents itself and it's either get that spot or go put it in a lot, you're going to figure it out. And yeah. you did. And I don't tap the guys in front of behind me. I try not to as well. Eddie loves the tap. And see, I he don't loves like the, the tap. tap. Me neither. To me, that to me is the game I like. Eddie's got a ridiculous game where it's a game to go find a spot as long as within seven miles of this radio station that he can walk here in 45 minutes. I enjoy finding a spot that's tough and not tapping the yes. car. That having been said, the other day I was parked on King. I think it was King. And I have, you know, the little Prius I have has the little shifter. If you saw the commercials for the Super Bowl, you saw it when they were able to shift with the police looking at them. So it's this small little shifter on the console. And I was in drive, and I went to hit reverse. And I would swear I was up to the left and up for reverse. And so I looked, I kind of look at my mirror to go backwards, and I hit the gas, and I was right on the car in front of me. Pop! <laughs> I mean, it made a noise like I shot a cannon off. It was a mistake. Right. Not good. I do like uh, parking in a, a par- parallel parking in a situation like you said you had with uh, Columbia yesterday, where there's a bougie car in front of you and a bougie car behind you, because then you know they're not going to tap you. Well, that's true. You love that. I do love that. That's where I like when you're in traffic and you've got to merge. And you got a Jaguar and yeah. you got a Mercedes. I just start going over. You can hit me. This car ain't worth anything. I got right. 140,000 miles on it from running back and forth and putting 50,000 miles a year on my car. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I care. Are uh, we done? We're done, Jerry. See, I feel like we could do more. Um, I'm getting a second wind. I've only slept two and a half hours. I feel good. Yeah, you got to get some you know, rest. The Columbia game? No, not at all. It was kind of fun last night. I did not. Nothing. You didn't I watch did it. enjoy did you watch it. No, I did not watch it. But on the ride in, I put on Harris Allen for the update, and I was very excited to hear you your stuff being played. Oh, did played. he play it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no kidding. I didn't. It know was that. like the lead. It was his lead uh, at the three o'clock, uh, three a.m. update. That. Well, that's kind of cool. And I was like, oh, we have this great audio. Look at that. Is I, very. And cool, then when actually. I got in, I told Jer- uh, Eddie where it was, and that's great. He was. 
probably cutting things up that we'll hear nine months from now that you forgot you said during That's the broadcast. Right. I don't know if I said anything badly, but how yeah. about the fact I'm stunned that CBS actually didn't just at least show me for a second while promoting the show. Yeah, they did Does not. Does that make any sense? No, they should have done that. Whatever. That All right. Be nice. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, Jerry. Stars of the show, Alan Jerry.